and gentlemen, this is Hopped on Sports, your podcast for the beer-drinking sports fan. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 49 of Hopped on Sports, your podcast for the beer-drinking sports fan, and we are back for a great episode here tonight. Going to get you guys all ready for the weekend, all the big games and news, everything you're going to need to know. Uh, before that, let me go ahead and invite my 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 buddy, uh, Steven. What's up, man? You invite me. Uh, what do you mean by invite me? I'm inviting you in. Uh, oh, bringing you in to your podcast. <laughs> it's it's our podcast. You're, yeah. you're the co-host. It, it's like the slide in. You, you ever watch the uh, the slide in on Sunday Night Football when uh oh what's his name uh of course I just went blank Sunday Night Football every time they 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 start the broadcast and oh famous guy uh, it's been a while it's been a day man anyway long story short. There's a classic slide in to the uh, picture frame, and it's a uh, it's become well known. So all right, that's that's the introduction for you. But um, no, uh, there's so much to talk about today. I, I was ready to go right into a rant about the Astros and their their cheating, but I think uh, there's believe it or not a story that's gonna trump that one. Believe it or not, right? Uh, but before we get to that, let's. It is Friday. We are recording this on Friday. And uh, it's time to pop a cold one. So, what do you uh, what do you got over there? Uh, I am drinking my favorite beer today. Um, I think everybody knows by now what that is, but it is uh, it is the Prairie Bomb by Prairie Artisan Ales, and there is just so much about this beer to love. Um, in fact, I haven't even done the look up on it because I've talked about it before, but it's like twelve and a half percent. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's a strong beer, but it is not strong when you take everything into consideration, if that makes any sense. Um, like the alcohol content to the flavors and the smoothness, it Mm -hmm. doesn't taste like you would think a super, super strong beer would taste. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, that's obviously your, your go-to, uh, the, the classic Prairie Bomb. So, um, you know, I'm going to give it another shot here shortly. Um, just cause it has been a while since I've had one, but you know, everyone raves about it. It's, yeah. it's one of the things, it's one of their staples. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a, I think it's actually like 13% and it's real unique. I mean, it's like a co- it's got coffee and chocolate. I know they do vanilla beans in it. And the one thing that's really interesting is they do a, a chili. I think it's the ancho chili. Um, it's a chili pepper, and it just adds all those flavors combining into that brew. Just tastes absolutely phenomenal. And uh, if you've got access to it, which it's become a really, really popular beer even nationwide, so it, it should be available in a lot of places. But if you've got access and you're hearing this and you haven't tried it, you definitely need to. Even if you don't like stouts, this was the first stout you just made the loudest Whoa. noise. Um, this was the first stout that I ever, ever actually had, and, uh, it set a really high standard for me, which actually made me not like a lot of other stouts that I tried, um, in the following, you know, years, I would even say, but, um, it's still my go-to, it's still my favorite beer by far, so, um, what about you today? Um, so I'm having Toppling Goliath Dorothy's New World Lager. It's it's by Goliath uh, uh, excuse me Toppling Goliath uh, a a brewery a brewery we have had on the podcast before I believe I had the pseudo Sioux IPA or something like that before um, but this New World Lager is very good and uh, very easy to drink great cans really cool looking um, it is all, I really really like these guys you know they came to Oklahoma just a few months ago. And uh, there's you can find about five or six of their beers around here, 
and so far they've all been really good. So I'm, I'm a big fan on the brewery and what they what they bring to the table, not just in quality of the beer, but of course, like I said, I, I'm always I'm a, I don't know I'm a um, I guess a beer geek when it comes to the can too. Yeah, I, there's something cool about artwork and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about that before. Um, obviously, the appearance of the bottle doesn't change the taste of the actual Absolutely beer, not, but right. it can possibly, to some people, arguably um, enhance the experience. I guess I, yeah. I don't know. I I think the only beer that I ever really got excited about the can was the Stone Brewing when they released that Metallica beer. Yeah, that I mean, was that really was cool. just awesome, but. Um, other than that, I want, I just want a good beer. Forget yeah. about the can. It, it's cool. The one thing I like about the artwork in breweries is when you go to the liquor store, you go to the bar, wherever you are and you see a can and you can't read the label, but you know, oh, they've got prairie here or, Hey, look, they've got cabin boys. You can just, you can tell by seeing the can and knowing the style of art, what brewery it's probably from that's a good point i mean you go out of state it's probably going to change a little bit you know you're not going to recognize as much but in your market you're going to be able to tell the style of art if a brewery is consistent so that's where the importance of artwork comes in in my opinion yeah uh i did want to give an update so i did have that 120 minute ipa this week yeah been aging for about two and a half years and it was really good. It, it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Really? Um, it was not an IPA anymore, that's no. for sure. I mean, it's always been an argument whether it's an IPA or not because it is just so different tasting. You, yeah. You can taste a little bit of hops, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, that was not supposed to make a noise, but it just but, kept going. But at the same time, it really almost becomes like a quad. Like especially the color and everything. It's a real, really? real like um, caramel looking color. And Did it dark? So it darkened a little bit. Well, you know what though, the the hundred and twenty minute is actually kind of caramel as is. Yeah, I mean, no, it, yeah, it'd be hard to say it changing color, but I'm just saying like the way it it drank and the way it it poured and everything, you could definitely tell uh, a little bit of a change. Just yeah. With all the time of it sitting there and the hops, I would imagine hops breaking down and things like that, and you lose a little yeah. bit of that bitterness. So it enhances the flavor. Does it? Um, does it lower the alcohol content? At I, all? I don't believe so. No, I wouldn't yeah. think so. Yeah, I believe it stays the same. It's just some of those uh, key ingredients. Yeah. Uh, could probably deteriorate. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, makes sense. But anyway, I just wanted to give an update on that. That was really good, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get this started. So cheers, man. Cheers. And I am actually doing something that I don't recommend. Um, Typically, I don't care, but I'm actually drinking the Prairie Bomb out of the bottle, and this beer needs to be in a glass. Um, Would you agree? Yeah. You know know me. I I always talk about pouring a beer in a glass yeah especially depending on what kind of beer it is it just really helps the beer breathe and kind of um i just it enhances the everything yeah. everything about it i mean honestly i mean right anybody who brews a beer will tell you that so. right and you know after i've had a beer five or ten times i really don't tend to care yeah um, but, i understand that aspect too. but i mean i will say it actually does taste different out of a bottle and not for the better but it doesn't taste bad you know obviously it it still tastes very 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 similar but i found with this beer that um towards the end to me it starts to taste a little bit better and i think it's uh i think it's when the temperature starts to rise a little bit it just opens up the complexities of the beer but um yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, there so, is a lot. We've yeah. got some big stories, and I think that um, everybody knows the big big news that's going on in sports right now. So we might as well just uh, go ahead and everyone throw else it out is talking there. about it. We might as well hop on. Yeah. So we originally were supposed to uh, record yesterday on Thursday. And that was kind of our plan. It just kind of fell through right at the end. So we decided to go ahead and do it today. Yesterday, all was going to happen was we were going to preview the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game and talk about how important it was for Cleveland to get this win. And you could argue the same way how important it is for Pittsburgh to get this win because all of a sudden they're back in it. And that was going to be it. You know, not Baker versus uh, Rudolph would have been um, some type of talk around here, just local, you know, right. our quarterbacks there. But besides that, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy as far as stories go. 
Well, that all changed and with about eight seconds left in that game last night. I did not watch. Uh, I, I did not watch the game. I actually went to a concert last night, um, so I did miss the game. But, of course, I am on social media, and quickly I, f- I saw what everyone had seen. And the first thing I thought about was how many Browns fans went to bed thinking 21-10, got this win, and uh, we can go ahead and call it a night to only find out the next morning that, oh, yeah, <laughs> our best defensive player is out for the season yeah gonzo and uh i'm not gonna give my opinion on it yet but he is uh he is out for the season and possibly more um and possibly more so i do i do want to ask if if no for let's tell everyone first of all if you don't know what we're talking about last night eight seconds left in the game little screen pass mason rudolph um, rolls out throws a little screen and Miles Garrett ends up wrapping him up and driving him to the ground. Now, they didn't call a flag or anything on the play, which I mean, maybe you could debate whether it was or not. Right? No, they right, threw a flag. Right, not, on, not, not on the uh, unnecessary roughness or anything. There was okay. not a flag for that. All right. And so, you know, like I said, obviously the refs either didn't see it or didn't think it was a flag, okay? But Rudolph had some issues with it. Rudolph believes that... Uh, Garrett drove him into the ground, and was it was unnecessary, especially probably with eight seconds left. I, I doubt he was thinking that was very important for that to have taken place. Well, it, it happens. Rudolph instantly gets up and begins to wrestle with Garrett, um, including what looked like a maybe like a rack. Like <laughs> it looked like Rudolph was kind of uh, trying to hit him in the uh, in the gonads, and instantly fight breaks out rudolph's grabbing his helmet and of course um garrett does not like this grabs his grabs him by the facebook face mask literally almost tears his head off is what it looks like you're thinking a big guy like garrett big strong uh, defensive lineman very freakish athlete um ends up grabbing ripping his helmet off and rudolph comes back for more rudolph's not done with him uh fights through his lineman to take uh, one more little go at it with um with garrett and then garrett hits him in the head with with rudolph's own helmet it was one of the most hellacious things i'd ever seen Uh, i could not believe what i'd seen and that it got so ugly that that took place um it, it was just bizarre so before i really give my full take on what i thought about it what was your did you watch the game were you watching the game at the yeah, time? Of course, yeah, I did. I watched. Uh, I watched the whole game, start to finish. Um, it, it was a tough game to watch um, as somebody who kind of likes the Steelers, you know. Um, but brutal, brutal game. Just the Steelers played awful. They had like five solid injuries. Um, they had two receivers leave the game with head contact issues. Um, one of which resulted in a in a uh, game suspension. Well, I mean, a game misconduct basically for the Browns. Um, but j- just not not good. Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster leave the game with head injuries. Um, you got three other special teams players that leave the game. James Conner leaves the game with the shoulder injury. So you're down really your three most important people, your star receiver, who's supposed to be a star that really hasn't um, had star numbers this year. You've got your star running back, and you've got your star quarterback, and none of them are in this game. And then um, all of a sudden there's a end-game scuffle with your new quarterback, who you're planning on <laughs> using to stay relevant not necessarily be a great team but you're trying to use them to stay relevant and now you're thinking come on stay healthy avoid the suspensions avoid the injuries and uh but yeah it was uh it was a it was a game to watch um cleveland and pittsburgh they're always pretty chippy they're a rivalry um this year they're somewhat of an irrelevant um, rivalry i think if pittsburgh wins this game that they're sitting a lot more pretty than they are right now in the playoff hunt but um i don't know so what what i've all day and i knew this was going to happen as soon as i got to work the tv's on and i said great i get to hear about it all day all day day long i already knew it was coming and of course 
nonstop. Any news station you put it on with sports, it's what was headlining, and everybody was giving their takes, and it seemed like people were taking both sides. Um, it it definitely seemed like everybody was saying that Miles Garrett was wrong for doing what he did. Oh yeah. But as far as starting the fight, people were taking both sides. So I'm interested to hear your take, and I'm sure I already know. Um, what you think, but who who started it? <laughs> it, it it's hard to to really clarify. I, I've watched the video a hundred times, it seems like. But, I mean, honestly, I would say Rudolph took it to the next level first. Garrett taking him to the ground like that, I think it was unnecessary, but it is a, one of those things, a play to the whistle, blah, blah, blah. And if the refs didn't... Uh, throw a flag for it, then technically Garrett didn't do anything wrong. So no. Rudolph well. Rudolph's reaction, or yeah, or you could just say the refs missed it, and it should have been. Right. I I haven't heard um, anyone talk about that to really. Everything else has kind of overshadowed that, but Ru- Rudolph's reaction instantly, um, you know, starts this starts the scuffle. He's putting his hand all over and trying to rip off Garrett's helmet, which is obviously, I mean. He shouldn't have done, right? I mean, I think everyone could agree with that. You you, you shouldn't, especially with a guy who's, you know, Rudolph's a big guy. Rudolph's a really big guy. Yeah. But obviously. I mean, he, he and I are about the same size. He's uh, probably about an inch taller than me, but. Okay. And, no, uh, I mean, just to give those who know me perspective of, of how you're saying he's, like, really big. I don't know that I'm really I, big. I just mean, like, you see him stacking up with uh, Garrett. It's not like he's just being right. absolutely trumped by right. him, you know. Um, anyway, so he's picking a fight. It just seemed like that was, in my opinion, probably just not necessary. Yeah, you're not like, get up, maybe say something, and walk off. You know, game's over at this point. Just finish it right there. Not needed. So I don't think this ever escalates to that if if uh, Rudolph doesn't you know show the temper he does. However, let me make it very clear: what Garrett did was inexcusable. Um, quite frankly, pretty sickening. And um, I mean, he deserves to be suspended for the rest of the year. Not no, no doubt. Big fine, suspended the rest of the year, and then you move on. At the end of the day, it is a game. A uh, people get lost in the heat of battle. It was very, uh, I mean, unnecessary. But Garrett's got to learn from this, and we got to move on. People talking about he needs to be done with football and everything after that. Man, it, it's hard for me to go, yeah, I agree with that. Because I think people mess up. It's a fight, and he overreacted and did something stupid. Because if, if Rudolph went down with a head injury and was actually super hurt, I mean, it's hard for me to say I wouldn't feel differently. I'd be like, oh, my God. He, like, because he could have killed him, You'd man. you think that didn't hurt him, though? I mean, legit, oh, it hurt. like, it whether, hurt. Whether, they, whether they say concussion or not, um, I don't think he got a concussion, but... I don't... Yeah, maybe you, not. Luckily, if you look where the helmet hit him, or what side of the helmet and everything, it's yeah, the earpiece still. Right. Softest piece of the helmet. Well... But it's also the corner piece of the helmet, so it, yeah, was pro- he, it probably hurt worse to get hit by that part. But it probably did less damage if he would have hit him like literally with the crown of the helmet. I mean, what yeah. are you targeting? Yeah, <laughs> targeting uh, at its yeah. finest. But. No, but so I, I pretty much said um, after that game, if in fact I think I tweeted it too that if Roger Goodell and the league did not suspend him for the end of the year that I'd be done. I would not be watching another NFL game this year. Even even my Packers wouldn't care. Um, I, I just, for a league that talks and preaches about player safety, and that's pretty much all they talk about anymore when they're in the headlines, um, this is the exact situation that they've got to act on to prove that they mean player safety is important. Um, I, I think... Personally, I don't think Rudolph was looking for this. Um, Rudolph throws a dump pass to his to his running back, um, and well, that's weird. But Rudolph throws a dump pass to his running back. Running back takes four steps with the ball, okay, and Miles Garrett is still taking Rudolph to the ground. That that's just 
that doesn't happen in in the NFL. I mean, and if it does, you get flagged for it 100%. It's like, dude, I threw the ball five minutes ago, and you're still tackling me. Like, let up, let you know. Yeah. It's it's a classic case of roughing the passer. Um, if the ball had gotten released a little bit earlier, I don't know that I would necessarily say that this individually is roughing the passer, but excessive contact to the quarterback, 100%. Um, there's they've changed all the rules and the terminology, so I don't even know what to call it, but. Rudolph had literally gotten rid of the ball so long before he got taken to the ground. And once he gets taken to the ground, Garrett doesn't let go of him. And that's when I see that Rudolph is like, well, the refs aren't going to do anything. You know, nothing's going to happen here. I've got who's backing me up. Like, I'm just trying to get out from this guy's hold. And once he, like, tries to push him off and it doesn't work, then he goes to the helmet. You know, at what point do I have to do something to get this guy off of me. Whether he's hurting me or not, you don't do that, especially not to a quarterback in the NFL who's the, like literally one of the most protected people in the world. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, um, can you imagine if that would have happened to Tom Brady? Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I saw, I saw a great tweet today. It was like, if that had happened to, to Tom Brady um, in New England, that the Minutemen would have shot Garrett. <laughs> He'd have been, yeah, with the with their no, muskets. They would have had to. They would have had to bring the SWAT team in. I mean, it would have. People would have been storming the field to get that guy. And uh, I mean, I just don't see at all how this could have been Rudolph's initiation. How it could have been his fault. Um, yeah, he went for Garrett's helmet once Garrett was already kind of being a little dirty with him. So, and, and like Rudolph said in his post, uh, post-fight interview, <laughs> he said, I'm not going to just let somebody bully me. Like, he's going to be a bully. I'm not going to stand yeah. down to a bully. And I will give Garrett this. I don't know that Garrett knew that Rudolph threw the ball. Yeah, but maybe not. It doesn't matter if he knew or not. Whether he knows or not, and he tackles him after he passes the ball, it's a, it's dirty play in the, in the rule book. I mean, you're not allowed to do it without getting penalized. So... Um, Rudolph, in my opinion, you know, loses his, loses his helmet. Um, everybody's saying he got up and charged to get to Garrett. And I think he did, but I don't think he had malicious intent. Um, I, I mean, he got up and he started running to Garrett. What would you do if somebody took your helmet? Where's he taking my helmet? I want my helmet back. Yeah. But you took my hat one time and I wanted my hat back. <laughs> How'd that work out? It worked great. I got my hat back. I mean, Rudolph got his helmet back. So, I mean. After getting crowned with Somebody it. takes your helmet and runs. Like, yeah, I'm pretty ticked off, but also I'm coming for you because you got my helmet. Yeah, Don't take but, my helmet. Yeah, but at that point. Just let it go. You're gonna get your helmet back. I mean, there's flags already thrown. Everything's. He's he's just upset. And he's trying to stand up for himself. And no, I mean, I, I can't blame him for that. But at that point, it's your lineman's job to take care of you. That that's where I think this all plays is that instantly those linemen should have been all over Garrett. Yeah, you know, Villanueva had more of a hold during the game than he did whenever uh, he was holding. Um, Jeez. Garrett. Garrett, when he yeah. was holding Garrett to keep from getting to Rudolph. I mean, dude, Villanueva held the whole game. He was just holding everybody the whole game, including right there, holding Garrett. Um, so I thought that was kind of humorous. But it, it was just a – here's the thing. I love seeing like stuff like that happen. I really do. I mean, I'm a hockey fan. I like watching the fights. I like the confrontation. Um, but it, it is kind of a shame at the same time. Um, well, if Rudolph would have gotten seriously hurt, I mean, yeah. this would have been one of the worst things in sports history. No, they might have black, they might have blackballed him from the league. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Well, legal action would have taken place, well, which I still, still could, could so, see that happen. Yeah, so the eight, Mason Rudolph's agent said there's still possibility that they they might take legal action. Yeah. So I don't see it happening. I think it will get worked out, and it'll be kind of overlooked, and be like, okay, let's just move on from this, and blah blah blah, but. Yeah, if Rudolph had actually gotten seriously hurt, I mean, I wouldn't blame him, man. You know who I feel bad for out of all of this? Who? Baker Mayfield. Why? Because they are coming for his head in two weeks. They're playing again. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Two weeks, yeah, exactly. No, you better believe this is going to be a game to watch. It'll be in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a game to watch. Yeah, but I, I don't think Steelers are 
dirty in that sense. I I, I don't see them. But it's having... going to be a slobber knocker of a game. It absolutely. I, I, I mean, could, look I at could this. see a celebration like after a sack or something, reenacting <laughs> the incident, like well, the no, defense I mean, doing in the it. Sense, the Steelers aren't necessarily going to go swinging helmets at people, but every opportunity they get to plow Baker Mayfield into the ground, they're going to do it. Let me say this. So if the Browns hadn't come out with the with the way they have with all this, then maybe I I could see that happening where it's going to be kind of a almost dirty type game. But literally all the players, including the coach yeah. on the Browns, have been like, "That was terrible." As as far as Kitchens, um, as far as I'm concerned about Kitchens, he can just rot in hell. I mean, that guy is he is uh, I don't know. He's what, not. What gonna... do you mean by that's terrible? What do you mean by the by the players saying that's terrible? Oh, no, they're saying they're against Garrett. Yeah, no, his own I mean, teammates. Yes and no, but uh, then Kitchens was basically just brushed it off like, yeah, whatever. No, he said it was like disgusting, or he he's, he used some word of like, and he was completely against against it. You know, I might be thinking about when he said, yeah, whatever, helmet to helmet contact happens every game, and I, maybe he was referring to the receivers in that sense. He did say something very awkward with that. Um, I, I can't remember the quote. I did see that last night, but I can't remember how he played it. But he's a weird guy, and he's not going to have a job much longer. So I don't think there's much to be worried about there. Brown should have been celebrating a big win last night, moving in the right direction. Instead, we're talking about this. They lose their best defensive player, and then they got to play him again in two weeks, like you referred to. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, um, I picked up Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers' defense, as I told you guys last week. And after last night's game, I had three points on two lines in fantasy. So very, very, very poor defensive performance from the Steelers last night. Um, but the problem was they spent so much time on the field. Um, I, I felt like really at the end of the day they didn't do that bad. How many um, penalties fantasy wise, do they have on offense? Fa- Fantasy-wise, the Steelers' defense didn't show up. But the piss-poor performance from the offense, which relates to a lot of things, including injuries, um, Juju and Connor and Johnson and, uh, and Ben Roethlisberger and just so many injuries. Here's the thing. And then four interceptions. Mason Rudolph threw yeah, four interceptions. The last one I kind of argued that, well, eh, whatever, who cares? But the third one was kind of the nail in the coffin to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you lose the turnover battle four to zero. Right. You're going to lose almost guaranteed. Yeah. It's just... However, to keep it 21-7 right. with four turnovers, that's got to be a somewhat promising. Now, this absolutely blew my mind. So I, all I saw over Twitter was how bad Pittsburgh's line was, blah, 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 holding and all this. They had six penalties for 41 yards. Yeah, it's not that bad. That's not too bad. Browns had eight penalties for 121 yards. Yeah, and 17 of them came on one play. <laughs> but <laughs> is that true? I mean, it, it was a it was a really hard game to watch. It was. Um, it just ugh. Baker came out and looked great, and then he just looked horrible. I mean, he went from going I think six of six to going like one of six, and then he goes um, they go like miss field goal, punt, kick. I don't even know what it was. They had just like eight possessions in a row where they didn't score. Um, and they win the game 21-7, to and Pittsburgh's got four turnovers. And they don't have any fumble recoveries. They don't have any interceptions. I'd be willing to say that's the first time this year. Um, they've got 26. Pittsburgh's had 26 um, takeaways this year. That's a big number. Um, but... I, I don't know. We've talked about this for a really long time now, and I, I mean, I get it. It's a hot topic, but yeah. um, it's just our opinions. Absolutely. Not everybody's going to agree with well, me. I'll the ones that don't agree with you probably agree with me and vice versa. But this, uh, The story that I thought would be dominating, which is still getting a lot of yeah, talk. I think but, I know where you're going. Well, there's a big... Uh, there's a big tryout, you could say, this weekend uh, that's going on. Well, let me say this before we talk about that. Okay. Um... I feel bad for one person. After I said, I already said, I already said that about Baker. But there's a second, and his name is Carmelo Anthony, and <laughs> this poor guy, um, he just has like the highlight of his career. He thought, you know, everybody thought he's done, he's done, he's done. Nobody's gonna trust him to come play. Well, Rip City came his way last night, and he is back in the NBA, and not a single person knows it (laughs) i mean all the people that are following multiple sports outlets yes they know but 
this fight overshadowed everything. I mean, poor poor Mello got no press, and I don't think he gives a crap, to be honest. No, and no one um, should give a crap. And, and I've met Mello, and he's a super chill guy. Um, but, man, this dude just has, like, breaking news, and it doesn't break because <laughs> there's no room for it. He just has news. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And it'll be interesting how he plays in uh, in Portland. It will... If, yeah, yeah I, I said before the show started, they were like plus um, plus eighteen hundred. I can't, man, I can't remember what the number was, but their their odds did not increase or decrease by any once they signed him uh, as far as championship goes. So just kind of funny when usually with a big name like that, a team would you know jump up a few spots, but no, not 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 with Mello. So no, the the story I was referring to was. Uh, Kaepernick is finally getting his opportunity. It was said that a few teams would be there. It was said that 10 teams were going to be there. Now it's said that over 26 teams are going to attend this um, practice, you could say, of Ka- Kaepernick just out there throwing balls, at showing teams what, he, what he's what he got. So, yeah. um, Well, you know who's not scheduled to be there? Who? The Steelers. And. That's true. I mean, dude, there. I was telling Boston last night. I was like, there are a couple injuries away from just on the on the uh, IR. There's just going to be no player names from the Steelers. It's just going to be one line, and it's going to say Steelers. I mean, <laughs> the whole team. It's like what you've said about the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go look at their depth chart, and I get it. In the NFL, there's normally strikes and outs and questionables and uh you know suspended all kinds of crap on the depth chart there are a lot of strikes on the pittsburgh depth chart right now i mean they've got one more guy after rudolph and then they're going to be putting juju in to play quarterback i mean <laughs> might be better than the offense they he threw might be a better night. quarterback than the receiver this year though you, That's, know. you never know kaepernick is going to be an interesting <laughs> it's going to be an interesting story whether anything comes out of this a lot of people are thinking it's possibly a a pr stunt something to just kind of get that out there and all that do you think he a a team is going to take a chance on him after the weekend you know i i don't know and and quite frankly i don't really care um i don't have an issue with him playing in the league i think he's good enough to play in the league but i'm getting kind of tired of just hearing about it in general um either a team is going to let him on or they're not and at the end of the day if they don't um I think that they're going to come out with some reason, whether they mean what they say or they don't. Um, uh, there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback like him, and I think it would be great to see him get a shot. I don't want to say the word fair because I don't really ever buy into, buy into, you know, I mean, just the old saying, life isn't fair. Um, and he's had a tough road, and he's made some choices that I think have been beneficial to him. Um, and not his career, but at the same time, yes to his career. Yeah. Just not I mean, he signed that big deal with Nike career. after all this. Yeah, place. and and I I mean I can't sit here and say that I think everybody should have their right to speech, and then say that I don't think he should. I think a hundred percent he should. And uh, I mean, I I stand for the national anthem, and he doesn't. But he's a good football player, and I'm not. So, um props to him for standing or kneeling in this case for what he believes in and um if the packers bring him on as a quarterback i will have no issue with that i I really won't i mean it's a business decision he is a good quarterback i don't know that he's a qb1 right now um, just because he's been out of it for a little bit but with a little time he's 100 percent a qb1 um and i can think of about six teams right now that he's a he's a qb1 probably at but i mean i disagree big time but you you disagree i just said a lot so you need to specify well, but i mean with your last sentence i i don't think he's a qb1 anymore not not he, for the he packers was, he, he wasn't a qb1 when he was in the nfl last time he, he led was, a team to the super Bowl. no no he was good i i totally agree he oh won, i i understand he, he, where he you're won going back-to-back nfc championships or not back-to-back he was in back-to-back nfc i guess they went once he was very good i mean incredible i'm sure you know as a packer fan he ran for what 150 plus yards against you guys and knocked you out of the playoffs okay (laughs) Uh, i would have thought you would hate the guy after that no he he was a very good talent but towards the end i mean he was not playing to a qb1 
uh, type standard. So I would to say I mean, a I guy who has sat out the last few years, to say that he's a number one quarterback right now, I know there's some trash quarterbacks right now going on in the NFL. Right. I totally understand that, that. And that's what I'm saying is he could but, go in there and take that spot. But see, I just, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to go, yeah, I, I think he can go in and be a starter from day one. Just not, I'm not sold on it. Not at all. But, no, I, I know. That's what, I mean, this year, no. You bring him on this year and you give him over the, over the off season to work and come in. I mean, he's not going to go play at a team like the Packers. He's not going to go to the Cowboys and play. He's not going to go to the Chiefs and play. He's not going to even go somewhere that has – um, a decent quarterback in play. It's just not going to happen right now. But he can. it would be cool to see him get drafted to a team that doesn't have a very good quarterback and go in there, and he's going to be working harder than anybody in the league if he gets a spot because he's going to prove to everybody, hey, you put me on a crap team, I can win games, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, but you look at him going somewhere, um, I don't know, I don't know. Where do you think he would end up if he goes anywhere? Man, uh, it is tough. Um, I mean, obviously the Dolphins don't have much going for them. That is something that, I mean, if there's a job there, maybe he can sneak in there. The Redskins, I think they could talk. He could get into the talk there, possibly. Possibly the Broncos. Um, you know, they've spent all that money with Flacco. It's hard for me to say that they would ever move him aside for something like that. And then after that, man, I mean, it's tough. It, it's really tough to say another spot. How far do you think uh, Kaepernick's willing to go? Is he? I mean, is he willing to just take very little money and, and sign up as a fourth-string quarterback just to be back in the NFL, or does he let pride get in the way there? Beggars can't be choosers. Well, I mean, I get and that. And so but... I like what you said, though. I think you go, you take whatever you can get, and then you work for it. If he can get back and work and get to that uh, – to that level that he once played at and be a guy who can help a team, I I mean, then that's where you're going to make your money. Yeah. I mean, he's not a practice squad quarterback. No. I mean, there, there's like he, – he is he is still – it's hard to say because it's been so long since anybody's seen right. him play. I don't that's, know. That's nobody even knows if he's torn his ACL walking up and down the stairs. That stuff doesn't get reported. Um, but – I mean, I, I see him being good enough to go take over one of the bottom five teams. I, I just really do. But yeah. that's well, just me. I mean, I'd probably rather have him than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that's a personal preference. Yeah. That that wouldn't be hard to say, yeah. Right. I mean, Ryan, here's the thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You kind of know what you're going to get from that kind of guy, and he's a guy who can get in there and win you a game, believe it or not. I mean, he won their first game, the Dolphins' first game. Yeah. You think that at the beginning of the game yesterday, if Mike Tomlin had – um, the knowledge of how Mason Rudolph was going to play and Kaepernick was sitting beside him on the bench that he would have still played uh, Rudolph? Are, I don't yeah, think so. Right. Are you are you still going to sit with your take on Rudolph being the, the future of the, the Steelers? Because this little tryout run that he's it, having it's right been now. Tough. It's been tough, man. And he, I, I don't have, honestly, like I know OU, OSU, bias, all that. I'm not trying to rag on Rudolph. I'm just saying from what I'm seeing and all that, he looks like a very average quarterback. Yes, and I mean, what, what he's like three or four or five games in now, um, it, it takes time. It does. And I get that. Um, I mean, Baker struggled, so I mean, there, it, I'm yeah. not, not saying anything there. It's just, man, if you're ready to bet your your future on a quarterback. I think it's fair to say that if the Steelers get a look at a top-ranked quarterback coming out of the NCAA, they're going to take him, and he's going to get a spot. Um, I think. I think that Rudolph is capable of playing in the NFL. Um, but, I mean, I made a comment last night saying some of those interceptions he threw kind of made me wonder if he's ever going to be able to see the field the way he needs to because a couple of them were really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, those linebackers are smart and they're sneaky in the NFL, much, much more so than college, and they'll just pop up out of nowhere and you never saw them. Um so I, I don't know. I think he could be. I, I think it would be like foolish Josh, to say by, uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think it'd probably be foolish to say that the Steelers are counting on him being their number one going forward. Um, I would think they're a hundred percent interested in um, looking for different quarterbacks. But 
of course, in the time being, they're going to talk about he's the guy because he's on the team. Of course, they're going to say that. But if they get a good look at somebody, I mean, think about what if what's his name out of LSU gets uh, the opportunity to go to Steelers. And, oh, Burroughs. Yeah, Burroughs. I mean, you're 100% going to play him the first game he's available if Roethlisberger's not there. Yeah, I just I don't see them even starting Rudolph over him if he comes in just because. I've got a hot take for Burrow, but I'll save that for another show just because I'm not sold on him. But that's like I said, we'll we'll save that for another time. Uh, a lot of great news in the NFL this week. I, I would not I would have not thought we would have spoke this much about the NFL, and um, man, they're really dominating the headlines right now. Now let's get to some more exciting uh, great weekend of games really exciting for some of these games uh, of course game day we've already talked about Oklahoma Baylor this weekend yeah super uh, super big game for both teams Baylor's still in this man they went out they're going to the playoff period yeah I don't even know what the point spread is on this one but I'll just go ahead and say I'm taking Baylor it's 10 points yeah I'm taking Baylor 100% on that oh uh, you and it's going to be an exciting game, man, because OU came out, smacked Iowa State in the mouth, just like they did against Kansas State, jumped on them early, but let them get right back into it and eventually uh, didn't cover and barely won the game. Could have lost very easily. Could have went back-to-back losses, which is unfathomable as an OU fan. Um, I like Oklahoma this week in the sense that I think they are going to come and play. I'm, but that defense has let me down for back-to-back weeks. I don't have the the same uh, feeling towards them that I once did that they could make things happen. Do, yeah. you, do you know the last time OU had a turnover? No. <laughs> September twenty eighth. Okay. That's the last time OU forced a turnover. Oh, the last time they forced a turnover. Yeah, I was I'm like, sorry. I've watched yeah, Jalen Hurts yeah, yeah. throw the no, ball. So. Yeah. Last I mean, time throw they an f- interception. Uh, I was yeah. going to let you have your two minutes of joy or whatever. But. <laughs> no. Last time he's OU's defense is forced a turnover, September 28th. That is has to change this weekend if OU's going to end up um, on the right side of this spread. Let's go there. I, I think they, yeah. they've won games without forcing the ball or forcing the turnover so i think they can do it but they're gonna have to take care of the ball themselves but if they're gonna beat this spread at 10 points i think they have to force a turnover i'm not sold on it i will also take baylor on this they've let me down back-to-back spreads and that's enough for me so i'm uh, i'm on the right side there too i do think they win the game though i, I do think baylor is a decent you think team baylor's gonna win the game no i think ou wins the game uh, i don't know man Baylor, it'll be fun. Baylor, yeah, they didn't score a touchdown last week until the until overtime. So I'm I'm not super not super worried about the offense. Their defense is nothing special either. They do force turnovers. So like I said, if OU takes care of the ball, I think they'll be fine. OU gets the win. Yeah. Kansas OSU, seventeen and a half points. This is an interesting spread just because KU has played better. They, they've shown that they can stick in the games. It's not like the once pushover type game anymore and won't be in the future because I think Les Miles is really going to get this program kind of turned yeah, around. This is Les Miles' first time back in Stillwater since he left. It is. So this will be fun. It is, and that was part of the idea of the spread. Crowd is going to be super into this. They're going to want to see Les lose. They're going to be super excited when they do because I think OSU wins this game. Uh, without a problem, but 17 and a half points. Are you are you convinced that they're going to cover that? I picked the last one, so I'll let you pick you this one first. You can go first. Okay. I will say I am going to take OSU. All right. Well, I'm taking Baylor. I mean, well, o- Kansas, Baylor's sorry. not playing in this game, so that would no, be, be exciting. Uh, that, hey, that's probably the safe pick, honestly. K, KU, I, I mean, I think they're going to ball out here, but with it being OSU at in Stillwater, I think OSU will take care of it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll find out, obviously, but... Do you know what time that game's at tomorrow? 11. It is 11 o'clock. Yeah, game. I'll be watching it. 
Obviously. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I really think Kansas is going to just come out and play strong. Les Miles, you know, he wants to beat Oklahoma State. He doesn't want to lose to his, uh, he don't, I mean, and Les Miles, you know, he's got to be just on fire hot that LSU is doing as well as they are right now without him there. So he's got something to prove that, hey, I'm still a good coach. I'm going to turn this worst big 12 football program into a competitor and he's done it i mean he's won three games and he's almost won three more um and you know you know he wants to beat oklahoma state so he's bringing it they're gonna come out with trick plays you can bet on that and uh osu's defense is probably gonna let the trick plays work i'm gonna count on two of them for touchdowns yeah i I, no, i didn't get to see the who did osu have last with Wallace being out. Done, I mean, um, Iowa State, I don't know. I can't remember what game that was. I'm just curious about what the offense looks like, losing, you know, not just the best rece- receiver on the team, but one of the best receivers in the country. How that, TCU? Uh, how it changes the um, the look of that offense. But oh, We beat TCU last week 34-27. That's right. Yeah, and it was kind of like a, I mean, well, two weeks last ago. Week, it was two but, weeks yeah. ago. Yep. Last game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, interesting. It'll be an exciting game tomorrow. Navy Notre Dame is my next game. Okay. In Notre Dame at Notre Dame, seven and a half points. Notre Dame is favored here. What are you thinking here? Both teams ranked. I, think- I don't know. Um, Notre Dame almost always lets me down when I hope they do well, which is not very often. But um, I, I what's the spread? Seven and a half. I gotta think Notre Dame. I think that that's a nasty stadium to go play at. Um, I'd be interested to see Notre Dame if uh, where their two losses were. Um, I would assume not at home. Okay, so they lost to Georgia at Georgia, and then they lost to um, who else? Did they lose to. They lo- I'm not seeing it. What in the world? Um, well, it says they had two losses. But Georgia beat them. Oh, oh Michigan beat them. That's yeah, right. they Mich- haven't Michigan, lost at Michigan home. So absolutely killed um, them. Yeah. I know that took took a moment for me to <laughs> gather my thoughts, but I, I think that just strengthens my take of Notre Dame at home. And I know they haven't really played anybody serious at home. They did play Virginia. They beat Virginia by 15 at home. Um, beat Louisville on the road. So I don't know. They're not a great team. They're always in the conversation for being a team that you could lose to, but Navy's pretty good this year. <laughs> um, I'm not overly sold on Navy, but, I mean, they've only lost one game. Um, I just don't know. The one thing that I like about Navy is they beat TU by, like, 28 points, <laughs> and TU has just been in the fight with every good team this year. They haven't given up. Um, so I, I don't know. I just don't know. I think Navy's tougher than people are going to give them credit for. Um, but we're going to find out a little bit about each team, I think, tomorrow. Um, but I'm going to overall, I'm going to go Notre Dame, and I kind of regret that. I think that, I mean, once again, safe pick. That half a point, man. I think that half a point is key here. I think Notre Dame wins this football game. It is going to be close. But I could see a 21-14 type game here. And I, that half a point, man, I'm, I'm going to take that half point and run with it. So I'm going to go ahead and take Navy there. Next game, very, very interested to see this. I hope this is the 2.30 game because I'm going to watch this game, no doubt. Well, who is it? And it is the Georgia-Auburn game. Georgia is a three-point favorite at Auburn. 2.30. 2.30, excellent. That is a, just the perfect 2.30 game. Georgia is a favorite, three points here. Auburn, everyone knows. I've talked about it all year. I'm a big fan of them. I think they, they really do bring it. This is Georgia's kind of moment to um, knock knock Georgia or knock Auburn off and kind of guarantee that they're going to go ahead and get there to um, the SEC championship to face LSU. So big game for both sides, man, because Auburn, they're not going to lay down. They're not going to lay down and take this. I think it's going to be a close game. A lot of defense, in my opinion. 
I don't know if Auburn has the offense to compete with Georgia. I think Georgia runs the ball at such an uh, efficient level. Georgia being at Auburn, man, that is oof, 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 oof. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to go against what I like here. And I'm going to take Georgia. That sucks. I hate that because I think Auburn could definitely win this football game. What's the spread? It's three points, Georgia. Oh, that's not a good spread at all. No, not. A, I think they're great. Like Vegas has got this spread perfect. Yeah. That's a tough one. Three points um, at Auburn. Georgia has a lot on the line. Oh, man. Um, Auburn, though, Auburn has really brought it this year. Yeah. And they let me down a little bit. I thought they were going to be a Final Four team this year. I really did. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, they barely lost to LSU a couple weeks ago. And that that speaks pretty large to me. So I think at home against Georgia, who's shown some weaknesses, their quarterback has shown that he can have a bad game, and Auburn has a good defense. So I think I'm going to brokenly say Auburn just because home field. I mean, at, home field in the SEC is so huge, more yeah. so than other places and other sports, other programs and other divisions. I just think that home field in the SEC is big, so I'm going to roll roll with Auburn. All right. And Auburn knows, hey, we're going to be playing Alabama in 2 weeks, so let's let's go out there and get this done, show that we're not a joke, show Alabama that they better bring it. Absolutely. Now the next game, I put this on here because I was a little surprised by it. Texas Iowa State at Iowa State. I think we can both agree that we're not very sold on Texas being as good as everyone thought, but no one can get it out of their mind either that they hung with LSU and could have won that game. So everyone's kind of like, "Is Texas good? Are they not good?" No one, you know, it's it's people are just really flip flopping there, right? Seven points Iowa State is favored by in this game. A five and four Iowa State is favored by seven points over a six and three Texas team. Okay. I know it's on the road. I mean, crazy things happen in yeah. games. I know it I know it's on the road, and yeah, you're right in that sense, and we saw the effort Iowa State put in last week against OU. They could have won that game. They could have beat OU at home. I mean, it's that's crazy. So where are you going on this? Oh, uh, I'm probably going to take Texas. Texas in the points there? I mean, assuming they beat them by more than seven, yeah. I mean, or they don't. Within seven. Yeah, with the, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Man, I everything is telling me that Texas is going to win this game. Iowa State. Which means? No. <laughs> Iowa State is one of three teams to not lose by more than seven points in the regular season in like the last three years. OU, Washington, Iowa State, I believe, are the three teams that have, if they've lost, they've lost by seven or less. So you're right there thinking they're going to be in every game they're in. You know what I mean? Like they're either going to win that game, they're going to. So this spread, once again, perfect spread. I, I think Texas wins this game. I'm going. I'm going Texas. Okay. And I came in with the wild card. Tell them what it is. Minnesota, Iowa at Iowa. Three points. Iowa's getting here. I think I was. I think I was gonna hang in this game. It's interesting that they're favored when Minnesota has the big win last week. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, what? I mean, what? What are you thinking here? Um. As far, you gotta choose well, no, first. I'll, I'll choose first. But what are you thinking as far as Minnesota? Are you sold on them at all? I don't know. I, I, I really week. haven't watched them play much this year, but they did just beat Penn State. Yeah. And they didn't just beat them. They absolutely whipped them. So, I mean, that, it's tough. I know they only beat them by five, but they just manhandled that team pretty much the whole game, it seemed like. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, me too. I, I don't think I, you are. I mean, Minnesota has been three points. I mean, you've I'll, got a I'll, team. You've got a seven playing a twenty-three, and the twenty-three is favored by three just because it's at their house. I feel like I don't see any other reason why they'd be favored by three. 
I mean, if I if I bet on sports, this would be, in my opinion, one of the better bets I could make this week. Yeah, three I just, points. I just what's crazy about it is I think Minnesota showed that they're a good team. I don't think yeah. I don't think they're threatening in like a big sense, but um, I, mean, I don't know. I I just I, I saw that quarterback last week um, play just absolutely lights out against Wisconsin. And he looked legit. So I, I just I see no way Iowa win in that game. No way. You know, I mean, started out the year, they won a couple games just barely. And then they just started wrecking teams. But you're talking they played Nebraska and Rutgers and Maryland. and But then they beat Penn State. And it's like, you know what? Maybe they've got a little bit of legitness. Because Penn yeah. State was number four when they went down to... Uh, Minnesota, and I, I mean rankings only mean so much. But I'm not sold on Minnesota, but I think they win the game this weekend. If they get, if they make the Final Four, which I think is fair, if they're undefeated, especially. I mean, you get like What's Baylor, Power Five Conference, yeah, Baylor and Minnesota, um, and then you get LSU and Alabama in there, and and then Minnesota just gets you're absolutely. Clemson. You think Clemson's gonna lose before then? Mm, yeah, you're right. See, that's I mean, where it, so yeah. Alabama. Would be left out. Would have to get left out for Minnesota to get in. Ain't going to happen unless Georgia beats Alabama. So, um, I don't know. But my point that I was making, regardless of the logistics, Minnesota plays any of those four teams, and they're getting they're getting whipped. I mean, and I'd love to see them prove yeah. me wrong, but I don't. I mean, we'll see at the end of the year when they play Wisconsin. Because Wisconsin, yeah, they've been up and down. They've had some games I thought they were going to cover. They didn't. And then they've had some games that I thought they didn't have a chance, and they just absolutely just played great. So yeah. that well. game will tell us a lot about Minnesota, and so will this weekend because I always had some had some uh, fight this year. But well, Minnesota's going to have to go through Ohio State, and I just don't see that happening. Ohio. Oh, St- Minnesota has to play Ohio State. I didn't see that. Well, that would be that would be the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the uh, Big Ten championship right, game. Right. Okay. So fair. I just yep. don't see that happening. Mm, no, not <laughs> not to be Iowa, Northwestern, yeah. Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Three of those games are real tough. Yeah, but we'll see. All right, and I think the last thing I really wanted to cl- first of all, great weekend of games. Let me just say that I, I am actually after reading those over, I am super excited for tomorrow. So we'll definitely be watching a lot of football. On, with that being said, I think. A fair way to close the show. Oh, we're not closing yet. What I really thought I was going to um, start with, because this story has blown up everywhere, and I'm loving the reactions of players in the MLB, is Astros are huge cheaters. Absolutely big cheaters. Tell me it's not a coincidence. In 2016, they decided to rip out their center field hill the famous hill yeah so guys run up and down and all that people talked about whether it's dangerous blah 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 rip it out 2017 they put in what supposedly this camera that it's taking pictures and videoing catchers giving signs and they're stealing signs and relaying it to the dugout and players and coaches and blah 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 are banging on trash cans letting players know What's whether it's going to be a off-speed pitch or whether it's going to be a fastball. I know there's a lot of different types of off-speed pitches, but to know whether you're sitting on a change-up or a curveball between a fastball, it's it's huge, absolutely huge. So I can't wait for more details, and I'll save some of this for next show, or at least next show, for a little bit more to come out here because people are being interviewed this is going to be a big deal, but obviously as a Yankee fan, I'm super pissed about this. They beat us in 17. They beat us in, you know, it was three, we lost, we won three games at home. They won four games at home. Well, where do you think that camera is? It's at home, man. It yeah. obviously played a big deal in, in the series. Not happy about it. Can't wait to hear what all comes out about it. Yeah, but you know what, though? I, 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 I mean. Tread lightly. I'm very, very pissed about this. <laughs> the Nationals won four games in Houston. Well, so as of now, they're saying um, that this was during 2017, that they're not doing this 
still. I don't. I, 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 that's kind of the understanding. Then who that, cares? I mean, they Yankees literally fans. cheated and won a World Series. No, I understand that. <laughs> You've got to, you got to punish them for that. It, I mean, that's bad. That's really yeah. bad. But I'm saying in the moment. But if they're not doing it right now, um, we had all the sign stealing stuff going on during the playoffs well, already. The tipping was huge in the tipping in was the MLB huge, this year. But people knew the shit was happening. Everybody's talking about it like it's going on right now, though. I don't care enough to research it. I mean, I know it's a big deal. It's a big story, but um, I, I mean. They didn't win this year. It's not. I mean, they lost four games in a row at home, and everybody's talking about they're doing it right now. And I, I didn't realize that it was only a 2017 thing. And if it was, why is it just coming out right now? Yeah. Well, Mike, My- Mike, Mike. My- I said that last. Mike time. Myers. I said that last time. Mike Myers. Totally blanked on his first name. Forget that. Myers has come out recently and just started letting this out. He was on the. He was on the team during that time and, and letting all these secrets out that there was this camera taking pictures and all that. And they're banging on trash cans to let people know. Anyway, big story. A lot is going to come out of this. I I hope it's not just a slap on the hand like a fine type. I really hope the Astros get punished for this. Well, I'd like to see some proof of it, though. Well, I mean... I mean <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not questioning that it I didn't happen. I mean, I'm just saying, like... I mean, watch think, the videos. Think, well, so far, what I've heard... What I've heard so yeah. far, are there a lot of videos? Oh, Let yeah. me ask. Are lot there a lot of videos, videos of banging of videos. on a trash can and then slow pitches coming? Absolutely. Okay. And that's what that's what I'm saying. It's so funny is like pictures and stuff are like coming out. Like uh, Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays. Well, actually he left the Blue Jays. I can't remember where he's at now. That's not important. Major League Baseball pitcher, when he was with the Blue Jays, came out and like tweeted uh, his like comment of the video of it happening because he was pitching against them. Yeah. And it was like, here comes a breaking ball, and the guy just takes it. No problem, no problem, no problem. You hear another bang, takes it, no problem. All of a sudden, no bang, fastball, and the guy lights it up and hits a like a double or something like that. It showed a bunch of different at-bats. And Strowman's, I mean, think about that. Guys are getting sent down. Guys are losing their job. Guys are losing money. Guys, right. you know, All sorts of stuff is happening because these guys are cheating with electronics man i mean there's no room in baseball for that people can say oh there's everyone's cheating you're not cheating you're not trying whatever whatever it might be i don't care who it is i don't care the yankees were the ones doing it there's no room for that yeah well zero room i'll do my research and we can talk a little bit about it next week um on monday but i think it's a it's a very interesting story i think it should have relevance i think that it's something that needs to stay on top of everybody's radar in the mlb because um, the most important part of baseball is pitching, and the second most important part of baseball is making sure that the batter doesn't know what pitch is coming. So um, we need to talk a little NASCAR before yeah. before we wrap up. You're right. We are about to wrap. Um, Sunday is the last race of the season. It determines the champion. And um, I just, uh, as I was thinking about the race today, I just couldn't shake the fact that I think Brad Keselowski is going to win the race this weekend. Really? And Yeah, and he's not in the hunt. So, it, it. I mean, the thing is, out of the four guys that are left, it's basically like um, bracketology when it comes to March Madness is how the drivers are set up right now. And there's four of them left, and whoever gets the most points in this one individual race wins the whole year's championship from one race. Uh, that's a lot so of pressure on if, one race. If, if Kyle Busch places 17th and the other three drivers place 18th, 19th, 20th, I mean, Kyle, Kyle wins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And I don't know for certain if they do a total of points. T- tell us the four racers. Um, drivers are Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex. Four Martin, very, Martin. very, very talented drivers. Um, I think with the exception of probably... <laughs> I don't know why I said racers. I'm thinking about yeah, that now. I'm like, right. of course, does. <laughs> I think with the exception of um, Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano, I think those are the top six racers, as you would say. And, and it's fair to say. I mean, it's a fair term um, in NASCAR right now. And so I feel like you've got four of the best six drivers competing this weekend which with the way this format is set up it's not set up to turn out this way i mean it's set up for failure for good drivers um, a wreck can take you out but um 
I absolutely despise Kevin Harvick. I despise Denny Hamlin, but like I said, I would rather see Kevin Harvick do better than Denny Hamlin this year. I really, really, really want to see Logano take Hamlin out. I mean, nothing would make me happier. It'd be like watching Mason Rudolph take his helmet off and hit Miles Garrett across the face. I mean, it, is, it would be the same excitement to me. Um, but... I think we're going to see Keselowski win. Brad is not the guy that gives a crap about what's going on around him. He doesn't care if he's racing his teammate, and his teammate needs to advance one spot to get into the championship race. He's not giving him that spot. He's a, he's racing. I mean, there is a written rule in NASCAR that you have to run the race to your full ability or else you're going to get in trouble. And uh, Brad sticks to that rule, and he ain't going to let nobody pass him. He's not going to hold up. He is not going to do anything that doesn't help himself from advancing into the next spot or the lead or the win. I really feel like Brad is going into this weekend strong. Um, And I think Kyle Busch is going to finish like third. And I think he's going to win because of it. I don't think we're going to see one of the top four win this race. I really don't. And I really, really, really hope we see Denny Hamlin hit the wall. I hope he's okay, but I hope we see him wreck. Um... But I, I just see a, I see a finish of um, somewhere in the order of Kyle Busch, who really has not run good the last 20 races at all. He's gone 20 races without a win, um, which is why I still don't think he's going to win. But I think very un, yeah, not like him. I think he I think races. he'll go um, third. I think Truex will come in behind him. And then I think Harvick, and then I think Hamlin. And Hamlin's running good. I just don't see it happening. He's got a lot of enemies out there on the track. So, um, I, yeah, that's how I see it. I think Kyle Busch gets his championship this year, and I think I'll be happy to see that considering the other three that are in the race. So That's um, fair, man. I think that pretty much wraps up this week. I, d- I know I there's a lot more we can talk about. Real quick, I just got breaking news here. Uh, Mason Rudolph will not seek uh, legal action okay. against Miles Garrett, so that we can kind of throw that out. He can't afford it. He's a backup quarterback, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, can't take on him. No. So, well, good news. I mean, I, you know, yeah, that was rough, but it was heat of the moment, and I like to think that Garrett came out and said, "Hey, I screwed he had, up." He had a good apology today. He I, really I did. I think it was genuine, but yeah, I, who knows? I right. mean. You know, you got to face your actions. Good for good for the league for doing what they did. I would have even been okay with the one game suspension of Rudolph because he participated. I think but he definitely deserves a one game. I, I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't have taken it lightly, but yeah. I would have not been. It wouldn't have ended my day. You know, right. so um, appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, we. Really appreciate that. We, it would help us out a lot if you guys would go over and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. As I say, we do this for you guys for free. That's the least you could do for us to show us your appreciation. Um, and if you don't like the show, whatever. Go to Facebook. Go to Instagram. Press and where can they find us? Hopped on Sports. At Hopped on Sports. Can they email us? That Dude. They can, believe it or not. We actually uh, have an email for that. We've gotten a lot of emails, surprisingly. Yeah, actually, we have. We <laughs> Well, we're not going to get into that. But, um, you could also call us at... No, I'm just kidding. Um, y'all have a good weekend. Appreciate you tuning in. If you are still here, you are the real MVP. This was a long episode, and I know we babbled on a long time about the NFL, but realistically, we could still be talking about it, so... I appreciate you guys, and y'all have a great weekend. Take care, guys. Cheers.